0: Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts, exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance.
1: Hello, and welcome to the GP Strategies Performance Matters Podcast. My name is Julian Lee, your host. And today we're going to be talking about technology implementation and the adoption of those technologies. With companies seeking to gain more competitive, competitive advantage by implementing new technology, we're going to discuss some of the customer experiences as it relates to adoption. And we will also explore what adoption means and what bottom line impact does adoption have on the technology implementations. And to do, we're proud to announce our guest for today. And that is Neil Kukuzela who is the Vice President of Enterprise Technology Adoption, better known as ETA at GP Strategies. Neil, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks, Julian. Really happy to be here.
1: Awesome. Awesome. We're happy to have you. Let's just dive right in. Let's talk about you you and and what you bring to the table from an adoption perspective. How long have you been with GP Strategies and in the technology adoption business? And in your opinion, what does the word adoption mean?
0: All right. Great. Thank you. So I've been with uh, GP since uh, 2011. And before that, I was with the RWD Technology since 1997. So I've worked in the technology adoption space for quite a while now, over 20 years. I started out as a training consultant, developing learning content for our customers, mostly around SAP at the time. And then I moved into managing uh, our project teams out there, developing learning solutions for our larger customers. I've been in my current role, heading up our enterprise technology adoption practice within GP, for the last uh, five years. Certainly a lot has changed over the years from RWD to GP, but one thing has not, and that's our singular focus on the people side of technology implementations. You know, we, we tell customers that GP is their people partner for their technology initiatives. You can uh, design and build you know, the best system out there, but if your users, your people fail to adopt the system, you're not going to achieve your intended business results. So to me, when I think of what adoption means, I like to think in terms of what successful adoption means. And to me, that's a few things. First, it means communicating a clear understanding of what your company is looking to achieve with their technology initiative. This helps build acceptance and excitement in the new system. Secondly, it means effectively training your users so that they can successfully perform their jobs using the new system. And this is important, not just at go live, but over time to sustain and improve the use of the system. And last to me, it means building a commitment within the organization where everyone feels a sense of ownership of the system. This helps breed an environment where best practices are developed and and shared amongst uh, user communities. Time and again, that analyst studies point to user adoption as being the critical success factor for technology implementation to reach its intended objectives. There was a, a recent TSIA study that asked the question, what is the most important factor in realizing value? and a whopping 72% of the respondents said that effective user adoption was the most important factor. So a focus on user adoption and the right focus helps drive software success and business results. And at the end of the day, that's what's important to our customers, achieving those desired business outcomes. And we play a large role in that by helping to ensure successful adoption of their system.
1: Awesome. Great answer, Neil. It reminds me of uh, of an analogy or a storyline or an old saying is that build it and they will come. So that's not the case in this particular scenario. Just because you build a new technology doesn't necessarily mean people are going to adopt it. So based on your answer of what adoption is, it's all about people and people acknowledging that change is occurring and they're ready to accept and adopt new skills and capabilities and a new way of doing things.
0: Absolutely. And acceptance is key. We always like to say before anyone goes to any kind of training event or learning event before a go live, you have to be at that acceptance level of change because adults can't be forced to learn. We can force our kids to learn sometimes, but with adults, they have to be at that acceptance level before they're, they're open to be able to learn what they need to do to, to do their jobs in the new system. So it is it is a people-focused thing, and it's, it, 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 it takes time. Once again, from acceptance to learning to post-go-live, learning the system better, improving the use of the system, it's a continuum for sure.
1: Absolutely. Great point. All right. Let me ask,
0: when organizations are looking to
1: partner with a change management uh, or an adoption partner, what kinds of skills and abilities should they be looking for in their partner? In your experience, what will bring the most value to a project in terms of these skills and abilities that a a partner organization might be looking for?
0: Good question. I believe there are a few key skills and abilities that any organization should be looking for in a change adoption partner and, and, and a change and adoption team. To be successful, I believe first and foremost, the team needs to listen to the customer and be able to consult with them to determine the most effective change and learning interventions for their users. You know, I've learned over the years that there are no cookie cutter solutions when it comes to user adoption. Every customer has their own unique challenges and circumstances that need to be addressed when we formulate their change strategy and design their learning solution. Secondly, the team needs to understand the technology and how it's used to support a customer's business processes. As change and adoption experts, we're not there to configure the system and test the system, but we need to know how an end user will use a system to do their job effectively. We also need to have empathy for the end user so that we design and develop a solution that will be well-received and usable within their environment. The solution needs to hit the mark and be at the right level based on the end user audience. Only then can the solution be effective. And lastly, probably goes without saying that um, any change in adoption team needs to have excellent writing and communication skills and an extremely high level of attention to detail. Those are critical skills to be able to deliver high quality solutions to our customers.
1: Wow. Excellent response, Neil. So to our listeners, in my mind, this sounds like a pretty good job description of what the capabilities are for people that's looking for Adoption partners and the type of skills and abilities that might exist in within a partner. And for, for those that might be looking to be a part of some form of team that offer adoption services, listening, empathy, and knowing a bit about the technology is important. But having good writing skills and communication skills just sounds like a, a good core set of uh, capabilities that that's needed to do this kind of work.
0: Yeah, it's individuals that they love technology, but they love working with people. We've have, within my group, we have people from all sorts of different educational backgrounds, from engineers to computer science majors to English majors, history majors, instructional designers. But it's all around technology, people connecting the two of them together so that people can be successful back on the job. That's really what our, our yes. focus is.
1: Yes, absolutely. That makes perfectly good sense.
0: All right, Neil, my next question. Throughout your career,
1: what has been some of the successes that you've had, have you seen when working with with strategic partners and clients in the delivery of these adoption services that are so critical to to implementations? And then conversely, what are some of the challenges that you've encountered?
0: Yeah, thanks. Uh, Another great question. I believe we have a, a great track record here within our enterprise technology adoption team of delivering quality solutions to our customers that are making an impact on their employee base and the business results that they are looking to drive. One of the most impactful success stories that I like to reference is work that we did for a global manufacturing company a few years ago. This organization was in the process of deploying SAP's warehouse management solution to their manufacturing plants worldwide, which they were doing country by country. Their first rollout, which we were not involved with, lacked a proper user adoption strategy and and was a complete failure and that it took this plant well over a year to return to pre-deployment levels of productivity. We then got engaged with this customer and and designed and developed a training program for their next country deployment that focused on a few things. We focused on the specific job roles with targeted documentation for those roles. We had uh, hands-on workshops in a live training environment. Then we followed that up by coaching opportunities to continue to support those users back on the job. The results were amazing. The next two countries went live on the SAP warehouse management solution and returned to pre-deployment levels of productivity within a month. And, and productivity continued to improve after that. So this is a case story of proof that a well-defined adoption strategy makes all the difference in a successful go-live and beyond. You know, now, while successful projects are always what we strive for, challenges are inevitable and certainly will come up. A couple of challenges that we typically encounter on our projects are, number one, the timeline. On our enterprise technology projects, the customer's business process can sometimes be late to get defined, which then leads to the software, whether it's SAP, Oracle, or Infor being late to get configured and tested. You know, So this creates a challenge for the adoption team to then design and develop the learning solution in time when we are working with a moving target. And and these timeline challenges also impacts our change in communication efforts, especially if the right messaging is not nailed down soon enough. The second challenge that we see quite often is simply a lack of resources. Customers are sometimes not able to provide the resources necessary to support our user adoption efforts. Customers at the end really need to own the change that an enterprise technology project brings. And they also need to own the learning solution to be able to sustain and improve it over time. Without this ownership, even the best designed and developed um, learning solutions at GoLive will not have the desired longer-term impacts. As a team, we're used to working through these challenges and others with our partners and customers. You know, all projects have challenges that come up, and by working together to solve them, we can usually keep our efforts on track to ultimately achieve customer success.
1: Wow, great response, Bill. The one thing that's resonating with me is, again, adoption is about People And people accepting change and people learning new skills from a training uh, perspective. The other thing is that the story that you mentioned about getting to pre-deployment productivity levels, is, it, it speaks volumes that if you engage and you conduct and you deliver a good adoption solution, it impacts the bottom line of most of these implementations because we know productivity drops will cut into an ROI or cutting to some of the goals that the solution is looking to uh, achieve. So with that being said, a good adoption solution can eliminate some of those productivity drops and cause organizations and, and clients to, to reach that expected, those expected goals.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We, we all know that productivity drops after a go-live. I think we've all seen the curve showing that productivity drop, but then obviously, hopefully it then comes back up. The whole idea is to minimize the depth of the drop and, and shorten the time frame to get back to those pre-productivity levels. And then thirdly, having that curve continue to go up so the productivity increases over time. That's why you're making all this these investments in a new technology solution is ultimately to improve you know, business efficiencies and, and drive business results. So, yes, a, a proper change and adoption uh, program can absolutely have an impact on that productivity curve and shortening the drop, the timeline and getting you to improve levels quicker.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So let's talk a bit about strategic alliances. One might assume that your organization, the Enterprise Technology Adoption Group, cuts across many technologies. I heard you mention a few of them earlier, Infor, Oracle, SAP. So what is it like to strategically align with different technology solution providers for one? And then what are some of those nuances in balancing those relationships and meeting those unique requirements that these uh, technology providers, solution providers
0: might have. Yeah, one of our key go-to-market approaches uh, within my group is through our wide spectrum of partner channels. They range from enterprise software providers to large system integrators to small niche SIs to our digital adoption platform technology providers. We rely on these partner channels as a way to bring our services and solutions to their customers who are implementing new technologies. This approach really helps us get more upstream during a customer engagement, which definitely increases the probability of success with their user adoption efforts. You are certainly correct that our enterprise technology adoption practice cuts across many technology solutions. You know, we partner with SAP and Infor, and uh, we perform work with many other software applications, you know, such as Oracle, PeopleSoft, Workday, Salesforce, and Guidewire, to name a few. We also use many different digital adoption platforms, or DAPs, to create learning content and online help solutions for our customers. Uh, those include SAP Enable Now, WhatFix, and Sila Uperform, and Infor UAP. You know, we try to remain technology agnostic so that we can work with our partners and customers on what will work best for their specific circumstances. A certain technology may not be a fit for one customer's needs while it's a perfect fit for another. So defining those needs and selecting the right technology is a part of the process that we follow in developing the right adoption strategy for a customer. So balancing all these partnerships and relationships does take time and effort, and and there's always the potential for channel conflict. When these situations come up, our approach has always been and will continue to be full transparency with our partners. We greatly value all of our trusted relationships with our partners. And with this level of trust, we're able to have those types of open discussions when they're needed and are always able to work together to reach a resolution.
1: Yeah, uh, Neil, that's a great response. It just sounds managing relationships, understanding that there really isn't a cookie cutter approach when dealing with Partners, when dealing with strategic alliances and clients, that the dynamics and the nuances of those type relationships is what drives the success of a of an adoption solution. Is what I got out of your response there?
0: Absolutely, every partner relationship is different because it's all about the relationships, right, between individuals and those you need to manage those and treat each other with respect and. The great thing about the partnerships we have is that between us, the focus is always on the customer on making sure we're delivering right for the customer so that they can be successful.
1: Absolutely. Makes perfectly good sense.
0: All right. Now, we understand the importance of strategic alliances.
1: Let's talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. It's about tactical execution. This is where I like to say the rubber meets the road. Defined methodology is key for our listeners out there to project success. So how does GP strategies, methodologies and approaches for change management and training make a difference to a successful implementation with, with technology adoption being the uh, services that
0: we Yeah, have? And you're absolutely right about the rubber hitting the road and you know when, at the end of the day it all comes down to execution. We can have the you know the slickest proposal or greatest sales presentation to a customer, but if we don't deliver on what we say we're going to deliver, then it's going to fall flat and um, the customer is going to bear the burden of, of that. So yeah, our approach and methodologies, I believe, are key differentiators that we bring to our partners and our customers. First and foremost, change management and training is our focus, GP's focus, and what we do all day, every day. So it really is our passion. And what sets GP's change management approach apart is is our point of view when addressing change. Our methodology, built from years of working with uh, clients and understanding their pain points, effectively gets the job done by focusing on four components Engaged sponsor and preventative, proactive, and responsive approaches to driving change. Our, our first step in driving effective change is to put engaged sponsorship at the heart of everything we do. You know, research and our experience uh, continues to show that engaged sponsorship is the number one predictor of project success. Employees look to their leaders to know what is important to their organization and what mindsets and behaviors are required for success. Engage sponsorship begins by ensuring that sponsors are aligned with and supportive of the change and that there is clarity of intent, that the leaders, they need to clearly understand what the organization is looking to achieve with their technology project. In this step, we wanna make sure that leaders are aligned not only on the end state, but on what the transition stage looks like and what their role is in driving through that transition to the end state. You know, because at its core, that's what change management's about. It's about managing the transition, managing the change from that current state to end state. With our key sponsors engaged, we first take a preventative approach to driving the change by predicting what employees will resist about the solution. The goal here is to prevent resistance in the first place. And it's in this preventative phase where we do the assessment work that determines the appropriate change management strategy and plan. The data that we collect in this phase helps us put together our proactive approach and tactical change management and adoption plan. So where the rubber hits the road. So our proactive approach, as the name implies, is what drives adoption of the solution. It is aimed at achieving the people dependent portion of your initiative ROI, executing our change and adoption plans. We're also measuring to see if we're on track to achieve the intended results. And that's when our responsive work kicks in. So should we encounter resistance or become off plan, we respond with interventions and remedies that address the root cause of the resistance. And so in conjunction with our change management approach, we take an approach to learning that I believe also sets us apart. When we design a learning solution for a customer, we focus on their desired business outcomes, and how we can enable those outcomes through the successful adoption of new technology. This outcomes-based approach allows for a leaner, more targeted learning solution. So learners, users learn really just what they need to do to produce the outcomes of value for their role. And then lastly, I believe we really understand the modern learner and have deep capabilities in the creation of blended learning solutions for modern learners. We recognize that learning interventions that worked five, 10, 15 years ago typically do not work today. Today, it's all about getting users the right information at the right time and and very importantly, within the right context. You know, just we're trying to fix something around the house. We'll, we'll pull up a YouTube video. Learning in the flow of work is becoming the expectation. And, and so our approach is very much targeted in that direction.
1: Excellent. Another great response, Neil. A couple of points I'd like to make for our listeners. Having a structured methodology and solid approaches appears to be The foundation for successful adoption, like you mentioned, the strategic alliances make sense. The best looking proposal out of everyone that might be pursuing a particular body of work makes sense. But until you can execute at the tactical level and have a structured approach, a methodology with tactical plans and a path to, like you said, learning, having individuals learn in the flow of work then you could potentially miss the mark if you don't have these capabilities or these tactics and tools in play as a part of your delivery of, of adoption, adoption, excuse me. Yeah, ab- adoption ab- absolutely.
0: If you don't have a methodology, a structured approach about engaging with your customers, understanding their specific needs, formulating the right solution and then actually delivering on that solution, you're not going to be successful. Once again, I think the methodologies, our approach is an absolute differentiator that that we bring to our customers.
1: Excellent. Excellent point. That's a good segue into our final question. What advice would you give other executives such as yourself that may be listening, which we know they are, they're they're standing right by, waiting for our, our next comment here, about making the investment in adoption services in today's competitive environment and how important or adoption services in the successful implementation of technology, as our final thoughts.
0: You're absolutely right that it is a competitive environment out there, and technology cycles continue to accelerate, and the way that we do work is constantly evolving. I've read recently that CEOs and CIOs cite talent and skills as among the top impediments for business growth. So that that is not surprising to hear. So the people side of any technology initiative cannot be overlooked. As I mentioned earlier, time and again, analyst studies point to user adoption as being the critical success factor for a technology implementation to reach its intended objectives. I mentioned the TSIA study, where 72% of the respondents said that effective user adoption was the most important factor in realizing value. There's also a, a Gartner Group study that concluded that you know 50% of technology implementations are severely challenged, 25% just completely fail while just 25% succeed, and that the primary reason for those implementations that succeeded is the right focus on user adoption and training. So it, investing the time, the energy, and yes, the budget into a robust user adoption program as a part of your overall technology implementation it will absolutely pay dividends with the success of your software deployment and ultimately in what matters, your business results. And as I mentioned earlier, and I'll end with this, you can design and build the best system out there, but if your users fail to adopt the system, you will not achieve the results that you intended.
1: Wow, those are excellent closing thoughts, Neil. And and to your point, for our listeners out there, the numbers speak for themselves. These are reputable studies, and these percentages clearly depict the importance of uh, of user adoption and training. Great information and knowledge you you brought to us for this particular topic of the uh,
0: podcast. Glad to share the data. It's because uh, there, there's a lot of it out there, and it, it always seems to point to the same thing. And uh, that's why we like to talk to some of those studies.
1: Absolutely makes makes sense. Again,
0: we've come to the close of the podcast, and Neil,
1: I would like to thank you for sharing your experience, your passion, your personal stories about uh, enterprise technology adoption. And this has been a very insightful and enlightening conversation that we just had. And I think our listeners will get a huge amount of takeaways and things that they could use in their scenarios based on our conversations today. So thank you very much, sir.
0: Thank you, Julie, it's been
1: a pleasure. All right, take care.
0: The Performance Matters Podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com podcasts.